Welcome everyone to King Truth Podcast. This is King Truth himself. I'm joined this evening by a special guest. This is a person that uh, gave me in doing a podcast show and pretty much has helped me along the way on my journey in this podcast game. She is the host of The Queen's Table. Um, I would like to introduce you to Marissa J. Say hello. Hey, hey. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> now, please let the listeners know where they can find your podcast at. Well, they can find me just about anywhere. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, Spreaker, CastBox, Radio Public. I'm just about everywhere. You can also find me on Instagram at TQT Podcast and on Facebook at The Queen's Table Podcast. Awesome, awesome. So, this episode kind of expand from what the original episode was supposed to be. So, we were going to talk about Kamala Harris, which we're still going to talk about Kamala Harris. Um, yes. And why a lot of people are uneasy with her as a presidential candidate. So, we're going to dive into that. But before we get to that, uh, <laughs> me and Marissa was talking about the Jesse Smollett um, situation and R. Kelly situation. We're going to dive into that. So, mm-hmm. before we started recording, I was telling her there was something about the Jesse Smollett thing that it just, I don't know, it's, it's rubbing me the wrong way. Uh, in my head, I think it's a setup. Um, because the police say he did it because he wasn't getting paid a lot. Which... It is public record. Jesse Smollett was making $125,000 episode. Yeah. Yeah. I read about that. So for each episode he made, he made $125,000. That's one. So making all that money, all you can muster up was $3,200 to (laughs) do a plot. Like if, if these guys are extras, which they say were extras on empire, then they would know this is a big show. He is number three as far as cast members on the show. Of course, the show revolves around Taraji P. Henson and Terrence Howard. Well, Jesse right. Smollett is third. If he's a top actor on that show, he's making more. So they could have got well, more money. You see they could have, but at the same time, like I really think that they would have asked for more, more money if they thought there was a possibility of them getting caught. I could I could see that happening if they if they really and truly was like, you know, okay, ain't no way this is gonna happen. My name isn't gonna get out there. I'm not really risking anything, you know. Then I could see, you know, okay, five hundred dollars that's a little much money, you know. Okay, let's let's go ahead and do that. They're also friends too. So like, you know, I'm I could see them taking a lower deal simply because they don't uh they didn't think that they were gonna get caught. That's my first theory. Uh mm-hmm. going along with that theory is okay, when Jesse Smollett said that he was attacked, he never gave a race. He didn't say if they were black, he didn't say if they were white. He just said two men jumped him. And one man said that this is MAGA country. Now, mm-hmm. we're talking Chicago. And in the area he's in, not many black people are MAGA people. Uh-uh. Which means... Not many, period. Because it was like, what, 88% voted against Trump? He got 12% uh, as, as from black voters. Trump did. So that's 12% yeah. over the entire country. So there's very many... Seeing a black person who is a MAGA supporter is That's rare. rare. That's like Very seeing rare. that rare animal. Yep. Um, so he didn't give a race, but he said they said this is MAGA country. But then the police pulled two black dudes. Now my sister said that one of them turned themselves in. I didn't see that. That story. But you're paying these two guys $35 to beat you up 
and sorry my i don't know what happened my phone was trying to connect to this internet here and i didn't even i don't even have my wi-fi on right now like it was it was crazy i'm sorry i turned it off um that's not gonna happen anymore. <laughs> my bad i'm so sorry okay so um the last thing that i had heard was uh that um shit, hello yeah i'm here okay i just heard the little thing go off okay um the last thing that i heard was um how he was saying that you know the two that that whoever jumped and was saying it was maga country and that you know right vote for trump (laughs) right so he says these two guys jumped and they said maga country he pays thirty five hundred dollars and now Mm -hmm. This is the story from the police is that he set this up because he felt he wasn't getting paid enough money on the show. Right. But as a logical person thinking, if I'm not getting paid enough money, that's what I have an agent for. That's one. number two. Why would I risk being on the show to do this? Because now he's written off the show. So there huh. goes. The $125,000 that he was making per episode. So he sacrificed $125,000 to get more money by setting up an attack on himself. Like something just don't sound right about that. It doesn't, but it's like, it's almost people, it's almost as if it was designed for people to think, you know, this is, this this doesn't add up so much that it's got to be something else behind it. I just think that he's a really shitty player. (laughs) Just being honest, like, I think he's really bad. I mean, he's a great entertainer. He's, I I think he's a great actor. He he did an amazing job on that show. Like, he is a great actor and a great singer, too. Yes, he is. But they let him produce or direct one of the uh, Empire episodes, and I heard that was trash, like absolute trash. <laughs> I don't know. Like I watched Empire all the way up until the explosion with Terrence Howard. That was the last episode I watched. I think that may have been the last season that I watched too. Right. To be honest, with you. but I've been waiting for it to come out so I can binge watch it like this this season to come out so I could binge watch it. Right. So the $3,500 the police said Mm -hmm. they have record of the guys being paid $3,500. There's an invoice for that $3,500 which is for five weeks of uh, training. Acting training. Right. So he and, and my sister was explaining the acting training to me so my question was did the director or did Fox give Jesse Smollett $3,500 for acting lessons or, or acting training and he just gave it to these guys or you see what I'm saying mm, yeah see that yeah, puts could... a little bit more shadiness right here because if he's being paid to if they're giving him money to go get acting training and he's paying these guys for acting training. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that does kind of cast a bit of a shadow. But still, like, I don't I don't know. I think for the most part, it may not be because he wasn't making enough money. Um, to be honest with you, like, I don't. I just don't see that that coming out in that way because I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's because of the money. What I do think, however, is that people who are saying like Chicago BD is super crooked. Yes. Yes. Super crooked. And yes, they will on my, will lie on people left and right all the time. Consistently. However, I don't believe that they would lie in this situation simply because it doesn't necessarily benefit them. 
I think that they will lie to cover up uh, what what other police officers do. I think that they lie to protect their brothers in blue. I don't think they would lie to to actively destroy some tear somebody else down. What would they have to gain? What would be their motive for that? That that's is, what I'm thinking. That is a good question, and I don't have an answer to that one. Something else that just popped up in my head since we're speaking hmm. about Chicago. Chicago has a high murder rate, right? How many Chicago has a high murder rate? Right, right. How many of those murders have they solved? I don't know. But yet, a man comes into the police station, says that he was beat up by two people, doesn't give a race, says that the, one of them said, this is MAGA country, and you solve this in less than three weeks. Well, here's the thing. It's not just any. I'm sure he played up his celebrity. I'm sure that was a factor. I'm I'm almost positive that had to have been a major factor. Uh, he played up his celebrity. Celebrity. In order to, hmm? Celebrity or not, I hope they put forth the same effort to solve a lot of these murders then like oh you know they don't you know that how long ago was it that what was it like 26 young black girls up and went missing around chicago and they were like oh we can't find them right they didn't i mean like they don't they don't care they're not gonna care but they do understand and i think every police department understands that this is liberty this is going to i mean he may not be world known but he's well known enough and this is going to gain some traction and it's going to gain a lot of traction actually because Chicago Police Department is involved so they know to take it seriously they know to that they have to get this solved within a, a certain time frame because of who it is right they're not they're they're not they're not treating every case like this because every case I mean, you look and see just how how deteriorated that, that entire, I mean, not the entire town, but for the most part, the majority of that is, it's gone. It's gone. Like, they are, banks are paying people to buy up some of these houses that have been left abandoned. Like, it's not, they don't care. Chicago doesn't care. Most police departments don't care, but Chicago, especially <laughs> Chicago Police Department, uh, Los Angeles Police Department, uh, NYPD, that none of they don't care. They don't care. They only care if it's a high-profile case. All right. So back to Chicago, um, <laughs> Mr. R. Kelly. Mm. Now, yeah, we have. Um, charges brought against him 10 charges of sexual abuse um, mm -hmm. now I get it everybody has known ever since the Aaliyah thing mm -hmm. R. Kelly has a vice which is young girl mm -hmm. now me and my roommate was talking about R. Kelly and him turning himself in and the charges and all these girls and blah 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 and we were talking mm -hmm. about R. Kelly's defense team and okay. one that they're going to bring into court and I want to see how the prosecution defense the, like fights against this is the fact that these parents sent their kids Kelly oh yeah so one of them that is supposed to be held hostage their parents sent her parents sent um, her to R. Kelly to get into the music business. They're supposed to train her to be a. They didn't go with her. They sent her. So oh. if you know the history of this man as being a person that likes teenage girls, would yeah. you send your daughter to him? Yeah. Like if I, I mean, knew. If I knew a doctor was killing patients on purpose, why would I send my wife or my kids to this doctor? I know they're not going to survive. Right. Right. 
I mean, and especially when he comes out with a song titled Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, like really, <laughs> that's not, you don't sit in your kitty who sings about that. <laughs> no, you don't. <sighs> and then another thing that they're doing is, okay, so R. Kelly went on trial in 2008 for the first video. And he was acquitted for it because, you know, the girl's cousin was like, that's not her. It was like, that's not me. She was like, that's not me. Her parents even said that wasn't her. He got acquitted. What the prosecution is deciding to do is they're bringing all of that back up because they're bringing the girl back. And she's going to tell that that was her on the tape. Okay. Now, pause timeout. <laughs> they can't do that. <laughs> they can't do that. Okay. So for two reasons. They can't, and I'm, I'm not, I, I, I didn't minor in law. I don't know uh, a whole lot, but I do watch enough law in order to know <laughs> that one, double jeopardy applies. If he's already been tried and then acquitted, double jeopardy applies to this. Here's how, not on, no, here's how the prosecution is getting away with it. So when he was charged in 2008, he was charged for child pornography. He wasn't charged for sexual abuse. See the difference? So it's a completely different charge. They can bring all that back in. Okay, no, but wait. But wait, pause, time out. No, they can't because the statute of limitations is seven years on sexual abuse. That for a fact. So how long has it been? It's different in every state. That's how they got our. Uh, that's how they got Bill Cosby. See, in Pennsylvania, statute of limitation, I believe, ten or eleven years, or twelve years. It's twelve oh. years. So when they brought the charges on Bill Cosby, they were at the eleventh year. If they would have waited till this year, then they couldn't have brought those charges because statute of limitation would have expired. That's why that girl was the only on that charging document. It's the same with this one. I don't know what the statute of limitation is in Chicago or in the state of Illinois. Um, that's when wanting to bring charges in Georgia because he has a resident in a residency in Georgia. It's hard to bring those charges mm. because a, what is the statute of limitation? B, the age of consent is uh, fourteen years old, state of Georgia. They, oh it's in their law book, I believe, that the age of consent is the age of fourteen. So, oh my God. you to change the law, and then you'd be able to get him. But what is that statute of limitation? And plus, you have this new video that's out um, that Michael Avenatti turned over to the prosecutor. Which, speaking of Avenatti. He's already had his deal with sexual assault and domestic violence and the whole Stormy Daniels thing. And mm-hmm. and, and now she's having to pay Trump, but led her down the wrong path. Um, he turns over a tape, a, a VHS tape. So that lets you know how old this is. Mm. But they're going to use it as evidence. And... Like I said, I think the R. Kelly thing is 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 a setup as well, because now all of a sudden, eleven years mm-hmm. after his trial, we're gonna do this all over again. It's OJ. He got off for killing Nicole. Yeah. The court said he didn't do it, so I'm gonna say he did not kill Nicole. But everybody knows he did. He did it. He did it. <laughs> but the court said he was innocent, so he's innocent. Um. But then they get him uh, a few years later down the road in Vegas for mm-hmm. kidnapping, all because he was trying to take his stuff back that he said yeah. people stole from him. Yeah. You know, so they're going to find a way to, if they can't get you now, best believe they're, com- mm-hmm. they're, they're coming back at you years down the road. And that's yeah. just how I feel about the R. Kelly thing. I think it's just a setup. Huh. I don't definitely, definitely would have to look way more into it simply because, you know, like I said, like I, 
I don't have a whole lot of information on the whole R. Kelly situation. Um, I don't know, though. It's just kind of like, personally, like, okay, so legally, no, that's not fair. You know, if, 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 if you gotta put, if you, if everyone has to play by the rule, play. It's like if he's been acquitted, if he's been uh, found not guilty, like leave it alone. But at the same time, personally, I kind of feel like there shouldn't be a statute of limitations on sexual abuse, especially of a minor, especially of a minor. I feel like there shouldn't be, but there is. That's the country that we live in. And so it is what it is, I suppose. But I don't know. I don't know. And then, I don't know. It's very difficult. One of the girls that they said that he was holding hostage, TMZ caught up with. I don't see how TMZ catches up with everybody. But they <laughs> somehow her parents can't get in contact with her, but TMZ can. And oh. she stated, I'm not being held here against my will. I'm not a hostage. I'm not kidnapped. I'm here because I want to be here. A lot of these girls are now in adulthood. Um, they're not teenagers anymore. But my question is, and I, I know what's going to happen in court. That defense attorney, and I would do it as a defense attorney as well. Get, they may be a victim of sexual abuse, but at the same time, I must defend my my client right that defense attorney is going to come at them women so hard he's going to he's going to look like the bad guy mm-hmm. under pressure <clears throat> people will tell the truth now yeah. if they stick to the story then that just might be the truth but if that story starts wavering a, just a little bit they start hesitating when they're answering the question it looks like they're having to think about it you prosecution could go ahead and chuck this up as a loss Right. That's just my my opinion on it. You know, I right. I personally do not think that R. Kelly will serve jail time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, cause I kind of feel as though if they got if they got Wesley Snipes and they got Bill Cosby, who would have thought that they would have put that old man in prison? Like, uh, but then I don't you got. Then you got to look at Michael Jackson, though. He had two trials. Both trials, yeah, he had but... the both trials. He had the 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 kids that he molested, their parents, supposedly other witnesses. The kids gets on the stand, says Michael didn't do it. The parents get on the stand, says Michael didn't do it. Other witnesses that they had said Michael didn't do it, and they were like we. We just told a lie, but parents told us to do that. Hmm. You know, and that's the that's what I feel this R. Kelly thing is. I think it's gonna be the same way as the Michael Jackson thing. And now they got a Michael Jackson documentary coming out on HBO on March fourth. Really? Yes. It's gonna be the two victims from the first trial uh that stated on the stand that Michael Jackson did not molest them. Um they're doing a documentary where they're pretty much saying, oh, wait, we lied in court. He did molest us, you know? So it's like there's, mm. they said he molested him. Michael Jackson gets arrested. Michael Jackson goes to court. They say he didn't molest him. Michael Jackson goes free. Michael Jackson passed. Away. And then 10 years later, you want to come back after his death and say, yeah, he molested us. Like the, the, mm. And now the family is suing HBO because HBO is in breach of contract with the Jackson estate because during that first trial, he did a tour and his tour was televised on HBO. And they in that contract, it said that they cannot talk about anything that deals with that trial. They oh. air anything that deals with that trial. None of that. Well, guess what's coming out in March 4th? Everything that dealt with that trial. Oh. So my question that I'm trying to figure out is, since Michael Jackson's, you know, passed away in 2009, is that contract mm-hmm. still valid? Because it is with the Jackson estate. So 
are they breaching a contract? And HBO, from the looks of it, says, we don't care. We're airing it on March 4th. They wouldn't. Honestly, I don't feel as though HBO would be like, we don't care. I feel like they know something that maybe the Jackson family doesn't know. Then fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. Well, their you know, statement like, to the Jackson family in the lawsuit was pretty much, we don't care. We're airing this documentary on March 4th. Not word for word, but that last yeah. part where they said that they were airing it on March 4th, it's pretty much them saying, like, you do what you want to do. You can sue us. You're not going to win. We're going to air the documentary. But how can you Ooh. take this with a grain of salt, though? If they stood on the stand that he didn't do it, and then 30 years later you want to come back and said actually he did, and now this person is dead and he can't defend himself, mm. how can how can you take that with a grain of salt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely messed up. Definitely messed up. <laughs> And just I don't like, know. And just like surviving R. Kelly, I will not be watching that documentary. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I grew up on, on R. Kelly. I grew up on Michael Jackson. Like, the 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 double album he did after um, the 12-play album, still mm-hmm. my favorite. No, it was after the download album, the, the album that had download on it. Those two albums are my favorite R. Kelly albums. And then the one that has um, When a Woman Loves and uh, Racage and Love Letter. Like, those are my joints. I love those songs. (laughs) It's just like with Michael Jackson. Like, you can't hear a Michael Jackson song and be like, he molested kids. I ain't going to (laughs) listen. Please. When I hear Beat It, Bad, Thriller, uh, Remember the Times, Black and White, like, the Michael one Jackson that gets, hits. Right. The one that gets me the most is um Smooth Criminal. Like anytime like you can say the most horrible about Michael Jackson, but you play Smooth Criminal, oh I'm I'm up. I'm up and at it. <laughs> right. Well see. Like, that's my jam. <laughs> so with Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby, for instance, I'm just gonna take them two. The reason why they came after Bill Cosby, this is my opinion a lot of people think it's a conspiracy theory I think not Bill Cosby was in the process of trying to buy NBC yes he was and they didn't want him to have NBC Uh and I think that's Uh why they came after him with with Michael Jackson he wasn't buying a network buying a recording uh, uh, record label well, Michael, it was Sony, wasn't it? Well, no. What he was doing was buying up other people's music. For instance, him and Paul McCartney never got along after the song they did on the Thriller, because in the process of making that song, Michael Jackson asked him, "Like, hey, if I wanted to buy the Beatles catalog right now, how much would you sell it to me?" and Paul McCartney Ooh. told him no it's not for sale a couple weeks later Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog he Ooh. owns 70% of Elvis so when you hear Elvis song Ooh. Michael Jackson's making money owns 60% of Beyonce he owns 57% of Taylor Swift oh, damn yes he bought he didn't buy Sony he bought Sony catalogs so a lot of these artists that you hear Michael Jackson owned them oh Oh, yeah it's the same with and and that's why I say Michael Jackson the the way he died and the way they came after child molestation things still a little fishy in my book it's the same with Prince because what Prince did when Prince changed his name from Prince to the symbol, right? And they wanted him to come back. He said, in order for you to get me back, I want all my masters. And he bought all of his masters. So now, anytime a Prince song is played, a Prince song is sampled, 
a Prince song is done anything. Prince check. Yeah. And plus he a wrote big one. right. And plus he wrote so many hit songs for other artists that people don't know about. Every time mm-hmm. they're played, he gets a piece of that check. A big yeah. chunk of that check. And yeah. mysteriously he dies of a drug overdose. Really? Yeah, that yeah. And yeah. he was like he was very much my body is my temple type exactly. of person. You know, like he's not gonna Yeah. Yeah. So Alright, so we don't went on that tangent for a good minute. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala Just Harris. A little bit. Oh yeah. Okay, so so you said earlier about yes, Kamala I, Harris. I had text yes, I texted you earlier and I think it was like late last night. I was watching uh what was I watching? I was watching Trevor Noah and the interview that she did with him. Okay. And I didn't cuz he was getting her to explain the whole um, you know breakfast club situation where she was like you know I I did smoke weed in, in college and then somebody asked about music and she was like oh I listen to Tupac and Biggie and yeah 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 and he was like and somebody had said you know like well uh, Tupac wasn't, wasn't playing when you were in college or something like that and so she's got to get out of this fishy situation I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about that situation at all. I'm talking about her her mannerisms. She just seems so disingenuous. Like she's putting off a real Hillary Clinton vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't like Hillary because of how she how she uh acted I guess <laughs> I don't really know like Pete I don't know how to put it into words really she um she seemed disingenuous and that's kind of the feel that I'm getting from Kamala but I don't think that people are seeing it because she's black and I'm just kind of like man she's giving Hillary feel like something ain't right like I don't I just I don't like her I don't trust her I don't trust her at all okay so let me ask you this question mm-hmm. so Kamala Harris is from Oakland California Mm-hmm. That is the hood. That is the mm-hmm. birthplace of the Black Panther Party. Right. She went to Howard. You can't right. get no blacker than Howard. <laughs> <laughs> right. She was in the K. The, I was going to say she was in the KKK. She was in the AKA. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get another room started? <laughs> she is an Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated sister. Mm-hmm. One of the first black sororities, right? Right. Now, here's intimation. Do you think the Kamala Harris that grew up in Oakland, which is the hood, went to Howard, which is a HBCU, joined the AKAs, which black female sorority? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Kamala Harris she can't show that Kamala Harris in a predominantly white male um, uh, calcium pretty much she can't show the black woman that she is because she don't Mm want to give off the I'm just an angry black woman stereotype or she don't want to sound hood stereotype um, just like Barack Obama you know. Right, and I was I was about to bring that up because you and I uh, discussed this before. Uh, Barry couldn't couldn't be that that uh, president that we all thought that he was gonna be. <laughs> right, like he he, <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't he, he couldn't do that because he scared off the white people. Right, and like then he wouldn't get reelected. And yeah, we had that shit before. I don't think that she's putting off a. I don't I don't think it's that. I don't think it has anything I don't think it has anything to do with race at all. I just feel like she's disingenuous. I just I don't I don't trust what she says. She's I mean the way that she 
that she comes across and the name dropping that she does it's just so I don't know I can't well it's the, just something about her I can't get on board so you're talking about the name dropping okay with the Barack the, and it's just popped in my head he gave us Barry in the White House but when he was at mm. home he gave Michelle Barack he was black <laughs> at home <laughs> but in those, he had to be like, I got to switch. Like, I can't get, right. if, I, if I give the world Barack. They ain't oh, going to be ready. Oh, they going to be cunning for my head. No, yeah. you get Barry and mm-hmm. Barack is going to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my opinion because he was buried right. around his grandmother who was a white woman. Mm-hmm. But when he went to school, he was yeah. Barack around, yeah. you know, people yeah he was around white people hanging with black people so he was Barack at school but Barry at home right Uh, now with Kamala Harris name dropping okay you gotta look in the breakfast club interview because I've watched that interview like four times (laughs) DJ Envy asked her what music did she listen to Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you gotta look this is the she graduated college the late 80s right right she's from oakland oakland california not far Mm -hmm. from los angeles maybe a little bit further from um long beach but in california it was nwa late 80s early 90s tupac snoop dogg dr dre the whole death row scene she's from california She's from Oakland. They're gonna listen to that music, right? Um, so I don't see it more as much as name dropping. Like if anybody asked me, like, what did you listen to growing up? Well, I listened to Tupac. I listened to Biggie. I listened to Master P. All the Cash Money. Well, I don't. I don't mean like the artist name dropping. Just the people that show met in passing. And watch the the Trevor Noah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll send you the link to it. I'll send you to the link to the one that I. How he does the um, uh, like the in between takes. Right. How he'll sit and talk with people like that. Yeah, like he did that type situation with her, and that may have been what I saw. I'm not 100 percent sure um, if it was like an actual interview or if it was like takes, but it was long as fuck. I'll send it to you. But definitely watch that because it just, she just sounded so fake. Like, and it doesn't have any to do with what music she was listening to or whether or not she smoked weed or her blackness or her lack of blackness. It doesn't have anything to do with that. She just seems so disingenuous. She just seems like, like. She's trying too hard. No, I mean, I guess it could. I guess it could be that she's trying too hard. But at the same time, it kind of feels like she's hiding something, that she's got some sort of other agenda. It was during the in-between takes or whatever, uh, because somebody had asked a question from the audience. Um, He... He's a doc. He was a DACA recipient, and he had a, a question. She would handle um, that whole situation. He kind of said it in a long, drawn out way, but pretty much how she he she would handle that situation. And she dodged the question completely. Now I know that's a, po- a politician's thing. Like you know, you ask a question in which you should be able to give a simple, straightforward answer to, but then you start, oh, why well, your question? And this is an issue because A, B, C, and D, and we need to address these issues, and these are the reasons why, and there's my answer. You didn't say at all how you would handle that situation. You just said, you just said everything that we already knew. And that's kind of the outline of the politician's answer, their response. And that's okay, but this was a relatively simple question that she could have just answered. And I don't like, I think that's what it is. I don't like how she dodged that particular question. Okay, now think of it this way. She Mm -hmm. can say what she would do, 
but as president Mm -hmm. she doesn't make law all she does is sign law so it comes down to congress the the house of representatives and the senate they're the ones who's going to pass law now she could suggest to them like hey this is what i want i need to figure out a way to get to where i want of course you're going to have people that aren't going to just like barack obama came in and he wanted the aca it took him Mm. two years to get the aca it wasn't signed into law until 2010 knows what he wants but because he can't pass law it's technically not in his hand that's why I say you know when I look at a candidate and at their platform I'm Mm. also looking at what is the makeup of Congress are we do we have a majority do we hold both houses do we hold you know the house of representatives and the senate or do the republicans own both sides republicans own both sides i'm not really expecting much that's the, that's pretty much hmm. how it is it's just like with barack obama running in 2012 the republicans owned both the republicans did not like barack obama so the republicans yeah. were not going to give him anything yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can listen to your but, platform all day, but at the same time, you need this other house over here to do their part. You get to, you know, to the point that you want to get to. Like, for instance, with when it comes to illegal immigration, both sides want to fix the problem, but mm-hmm. both sides are going about it different ways. Yeah, I mean, you're right on that. But I mean, and and going back to uh, good old Barry, he, despite the fact that we didn't, uh, it didn't look like he would have a very good chance of getting a lot passed. Despite that, he still got a lot of shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like he got, he got a lot of stuff done to be completely overwhelmed and surrounded by Republicans and like. Okay, so she, yeah, that her her job is to sign into law, and that's fine. But you got to come at it with the same amount of enthusiasm as as what's that little girl? Oh Lord, Alexandra. She, uh, yes, uh, Cortez. Yes, yes, her. She like, and, and that's the thing. You knew exactly who I was talking about. I called her a little girl. <laughs> and you know exactly who I was talking about. Like you gotta come at it with type of enthusiasm to where people when they when they say phrases like that, they automatically know who you're talking about. But you know what I'm saying? Like But here's she, the difference between Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a member in the house. If mm. she had that same energy running for president, she would turn a lot of people off. I don't think. I mean, like honestly, no, at s- this po- but what I'm saying. Thi- no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, at this point, it's just kind of like she's already shown who she is. Like she's been shown us from Jump Street. So it's not like, I mean, she could definitely run for president. People already know about her. People already know what she's about. At this point, if you haven't decided on whether or not you love her or hate her, then I mean, like it's it, it's it's really a non-issue at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like she she I think that she could run on that much uh, enthusiasm as she has because of of Don. Like he kind of made it okay to just be all up in politics doing whatever the hell you want like, <laughs> I mean and to be that's completely honest with you if if Barack Obama had ran, were, were to run if he were to be running after Donald I don't think that he would be Barry I think he would run as Barack well you have personally. to you have to look at all of these candidates that are and their mm-hmm. personalities um, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Um, I still don't know nothing about no Cory. <laughs> well, Cory Booker, 
he he was the mayor of Newark, New Jersey, which is pretty much Chicago of the of the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, as governor, he didn't live in the governor mansion. He lived pretty much in the hood. Um, yeah, and we we talked about him briefly too. But I mean, like, there's not a whole lot of information about him, and that that fact alone makes him look sketchy. Well, see how you feel about Kamala Harris. I feel about Cory Booker. I look mm. at I've, I've watched both of them over the last two years in the Senate on the Judiciary Committee. And if you watch her, she's more. She has she has she goes after them, whoever is they're they're um, questioning like because she's a former prosecutor, she don't let anything slide. Mm. She to question you and she's going to get the answer that she wants and that she knows that you have, but you're dodging the answer. She's going to get it out of Cory Booker. On the other hand, I feel like the last two years, he has been setting himself up to run for, for office. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can you can watch somebody uh run for Senate and they may lose or they're in the Senate or they're in the House of Representatives and then you watch them in these committees and it's like they're setting they're 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 moving their pieces so they can run for the White House. And that's what Cory Booker yeah. has looked to look like for me, not on the call, but as Cory Booker the mayor, Cory Booker the senator he has looked like somebody that hey I'm running for I'm running for the White House in twenty to make this move to make myself yeah. look good. Now I gotta make this move to make myself look tough. Like when he yeah. um well, I, I wanna say it was the Kavanaugh thing and they were fighting to get the FBI to uh investigate the Kavanaugh thing and he ended up leaking out documents. Well, he didn't leak. He sent the do- their public documents, but he sent them to the news outlets and the newspapers. And he pretty much that was his um like the sacrificial lamb because they were trying to kick him out of Congress after that. I feel like that was something he did to make himself look strong and to make himself look good to the voters, so he could make his run in twenty twenty to be president. Elizabeth yeah. Warren's the same way. Like I'm pretty sure she's had the same platform, which she has since she's been in the Senate. But I think she has been maneuvering herself just so she could run for the White House. You know. Hmm. So like with Kamala, it hasn't been so much of her maneuvering herself to run for run for the White House. When when I watch her in these these committees that she's in she's going for and she's tough she sounds like a prosecutor um and it's but not that's not gonna that's not gonna win her vote sounding like a prosecutor what you sound like a prosecutor people that's gonna put people off like people talked about hillary clinton and how uh bitchy she was and and came across and she wasn't i mean it wasn't <laughs> it was it hillary was, clinton it, I, I know I'm saying she sounds like a prosecutor because she was, but okay, right. picture it this way. Your boyfriend comes into the house. Something don't mm-hmm. seem right. You're going to start asking questions. He going to give you an answer. Uh, right. And now you're going to start digging deeper, digging deeper, digging deeper, digging deeper until you get that answer. Cause you know, that's the truth. That's how Kamala right. is. Kamala is going to ask you a question. And if you lie to her, she don't like to be lied to and now she's finna go in um i i personally like kamala harris based on like what i've seen of her um a lot of a lot do not like kamala harris they can't stand kamala harris whether it's her time as a prosecutor in california um whether it's the fact that she's married to a white man and black Whoa, what? Yes, yeah, she's she's married to a white guy, and a lot of men has listed that as a reason why they're not voting for her. 
Yeah. She's biracial. Her dad's Jamaican. Her mom <laughs> is Indian. Wait, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did I not know this? <laughs> uh, do I live under a rock? Like, what is going on? It's called research. Ooh, my re- <laughs> yeah, my research is not on point. But then again, I haven't really looked into Kamala Harris a lot. Like, I've seen a couple of videos, but I didn't really dig in, you know, too b- deep. But, okay, so she... So, She's she's biracial. She's Jamaican and what now? She's Jamaican and her mom is from India, so she's not white. She's pretty much black and Indian. Yeah, um, that's yeah, and that's still biracial. But like, yeah. um, but she's married to a white man though. That's what. Yes, she married him right before she ran for the Senate, and oh. they think that that was her power move. Because she was dating the mayor of Oakland, I want to say, black guy. He came out and he wrote a news news article on her and how they used to mess around and he helped her, you know, climb the political ladder and all that stuff. Oh, that's messy. Yeah. That's messy. Because he was on Roland Martin. I don't know if if you're um, subscribed to his youtube page but roller martin uh-huh. has a um a new show since he's not on uh, tv one no more and they cancel his show and i'm mad about that <laughs> but and it's called uh roller martin unfiltered and they talk about uh, a whole bunch of stuff and uh yeah they were talking they roller martin interviewed the guy and then the panel took the interview after roller martin got done they were like it's just it's just shady how now he's coming out as she's running for president talking about their relationship just something mm-hmm. don't seem right about it but a lot of black men don't are not pulling for her for that she's married to a white man now see that that's that really irritates me because you don't see a whole lot of black men say much about these black athletes that marry white women well you know what i'm saying like what's what's the pro is it the same guys is it different guys like are they are they saying anything about black men marrying white women like it's kind of that double standard like to if you're gonna be pissed at one you gotta be pissed at everybody (laughs) well well here lately everybody's been listening to dr umar johnson which I listened to Dr. Umar Johnson and he's like, you know, you can't be part of the black movement. If you marry outside of your race, you have to marry black. You have to date black It's black, 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 not black and white. And a lot of black men who listen to Dr. Umar are pretty much taking that, you know, to heart. And, but what they don't realize is a lot of our black leaders were either half black mm-hmm. and married white. For instance, Frederick Douglass had a white woman as a wife. Nobody knows that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, he did. He had a, a white woman as a wife. And he was asked about that because he he says he's from the descendant of Frederick. And he said, you know, yeah, he's not, he can't be a pillar in the black movement because he married a white woman. What? He said that. It's on video. <laughs> he said that. You know, W.E.B. Du Bois is mixed. He's black and white. And he said he can't blame W.E.B. Du Bois for who his dad or his mom messed with. But the fact that Breed is what he's pretty much calling him. You can't really take W.E.B. Du Bois serious. And plus, he's mad at W.E.B. Du Bois because he thinks W.E.B. Du Bois is the one who got Marcus Garvey arrested. Um, oh, what? Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to this man. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I've been listening to Dr. Umar for the last five years. So, oh, I got some catching up to do. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of catching up. But, I mean, that's, that's what he says. And, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I've thought about it because... I've dabbled in the snow mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
but my thing is just because I did that does that mean my voice isn't isn't relevant in the black struggle you know what I'm saying like he's and he's starting this school and he's like one of his requirements is if you're married to a white woman or Hispanic woman or Asian woman or uh, Arab woman you can't be a teacher at this school I'm only Whoa, hiring. What? Yep, yep, he said he's only hiring black teachers, and if they're married there's to anybody outside of black, still people of color. They're still people they are, of color. But he said the reason why is he said, okay, picture this: you're you're as a black man, you're married to this white woman. She does not know your struggle. You're going to work every day. You and her to work. Let's say that you same job. Her sister needs a job and her sister does the same thing that you do. She can get you fired. Her sister to take that job. Now, see, I've got an issue with that analogy. Just establishing the relationship first and foremost. Hey, you stay out of my business. I'm going to stay out yours. I didn't say I agreed with the man. I'm just saying yeah. what he said. Yeah. That's... Wow, that's okay. There's a difference between being uh, a pillar in the pro-black movement and being an outright racist. And that's now, and I'll admit, I'm going to be completely real with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I go back and forth on that a lot too. Um, I struggle with that a lot. Like, you know, you date whoever you want to. It doesn't. It doesn't really uh, matter. Like you're dating, that's fine. But as far as like marriage goes, for the for a very long time, I was really like, okay, I'll date white guys, but I'll never marry one. You know, like I've a time I really and truly thought that, and then I got pregnant by a white dude, and there was just so not planned, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, okay, I kind of have to to change my views on this right now because this right here is my flesh and blood like yeah his dad might be white but I'm black I'm still black and his dad isn't around he's not gonna be around this child is gonna be raised black so you know I kind of have to I, I I went back and I go back and forth and I struggle with that a lot but at the same time not as much now than than uh you know some years ago because I have no desire to ever get married. And truly, that doesn't really affect me personally because <laughs> I don't want to get married to anybody. So, like, that's that's not... It's not as much of a factor in my life as it used to be. But that I guess where the, the struggle comes in. And you really can't help who... Uh, and I hate using the the phrase fall in love with because I don't really I don't in, in love like like a soulmate like there's one person out there for you you know like I mean come on there's over 7 billion people on this planet you really think that the, the odds of you finding your soulmate is the chick that you went in the third grade like come on man like that's not that's not a thing <laughs> I personally don't believe in that and but I do believe that there are people that can come in life and can fulfill uh, some areas of your life that say another person can't fill, but that other person can fill other areas of your life. You know what I mean? Like I feel as though people can fall in love with plenty of people lifetime, and that that's just a thing. But. Yeah. going back to it I don't I don't really necessarily I don't know it's it's definite subject oh it's definitely a struggle definitely a tough one it's it is a struggle it, yeah and I mean cause like especially for I grew up with with two black parents and you know my parents they didn't divorce until well they divorced when I was 10 but then you know and neither one of them really dated a whole lot dad dated this Hispanic woman for a while and then my mom was engaged to this one guy uh, who was a black guy. But then my dad turns around and marries a white woman. And I'm going to be completely straight with you. 
Like, I don't really give her a whole lot of affection. I don't really, I don't know a lot about her because I never cared to learn anything about her because, and I hate to say it, but partially because she's white and I didn't it's not like oh you know well my daddy with that it's like this is foreign to me I'm not used to seeing my dad with a white woman you know what I'm saying like right. if she were black it would be a lot different I wouldn't think that she was trying to take my mom's anything like that but in this situation it's just so foreign to me so foreign like oh <laughs> Cause like my my brother and my sister and my mom my dad yeah they call me you, you know it's been some years since we seen you with a black girl yeah that's just Darrell he liked the white girls and my whole thing is like I'm attracted attracted to at that time and like right, you said right. it's it's a struggle because I want to be a voice in the black community. And I would love to marry a black woman. Um, because, I mean, that's... I want to marry somebody that resembles my mom. And mm-hmm. my mom's not white. And, right. But at the same time, it's who you're attracted to. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's... I don't want to force something with somebody that I'm not attracted to. Or I may be mm-hmm. attracted to at that moment but I don't see her as wife material and then end mm-hmm. up marrying somebody that in the community am looked at differently because they're not from the community. You see what I'm right. saying? Like just like right. these athletes marrying these white women or uh, Serena Williams with her white husband and everybody, she just, there's, she can't find no good black men or he can't find no good black women. No, at the time, they got together and sparks flew, I guess, and they got married. Right. It happens. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what Dr. Umar Johnson was saying. And he went, he even, like, that's one of the issues that he had with Barack Obama outside of the fact that he feels Barack Obama didn't do anything for the black community. So his argument with Barack Obama was yes, had didn't marry her but you're the product of an interracial relationship but you were raised by two white women you can't be trusted in the community that's pretty much his mindset mm. yeah go oh there, then his topic on LBGTQ community uh oh oh because <laughs> I found this video and and this lady got up and she asked him a question and she said she asked him if his rhetoric towards the LBGTQ community is the same as the rhetoric that white towards black people and he was like no it's not he said I'm a psychologist he said cause she was like she threw that term homophobic which I don't even use the term homophobic anymore because just like Dr. Umar put it he was like okay pulls out the D5 or the DM5 mm-hmm. the psychology book right? and he said point to me anywhere in this book the term homophobia he said because a phobia is a psychological disorder mm-hmm. you can have arachnophobia, claustrophobia but nowhere in this book does it say homophobia he said, that mm-hmm. means I would have to have fear for a person. Right. Fear nobody. He said, I can love the person. I don't like your actions, like what you're doing. He said, because 95% of the people that he is as a psychologist, the reason why they are lesbians or gays or trans or whatever is because they were molested as a child. So that will do it for this episode. Um, I want to thank Marissa J for joining me and for participating in this episode with me. This definitely won't be the last time. Um, Again, you can find her podcast, The Queen's Table, on different platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Um, 
radio public different locations and I advise for you to go listen to it because it's really good content so again I would like to say thank you I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you next time peace